Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is episode 142. Shortly after Valentine's Day, we are celebrating horror couples. Aww. <laughs> and but this isn't necessarily I think Liz why don't I think you were the one who said we're getting close to Valentine's Day. Oh actually a uh, a little bit of housekeeping. I'm yes. Eric Lee. You're and this is my camel. And I'm Liz Williams. <laughs> <There we go>. Hi. <laughs> it's like nothing but professionals here. Yep. Um you know the only thing better than a couple uh, a, pod- a podcasting uh. <laughs> a podcasting trio. There you yeah. go. Because couples are okay. Okay. Yep. Passable. But a podcasting Trios trio, that's that's where the money is. That's strong stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so Liz, so so tell yeah. So this was I, I think we it was conceived because we were knowing we were approaching Valentine's Day. Right. Kind of blew past that by the time this thing gets posted. But it's yep. a thought that counts. It's kind of like some got a box yeah. of uh, chocolates that went on sale at uh, Hey, it's at, 50% off. I wait right. till after to get the candy. So this is your uh, exactly. half price podcast. Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day, sweetie. It's a little stale, but it's all right. Yep. So but what were the, so what were the kind of criteria that you as as you were thinking about your horror couples? What what are you thinking? All mine are couples that kill together. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um or Two of them start, or two of them are couples that like intentionally kill together. One of them kind of accidentally ends up killing together, but they're still a killer couple. So killer couples, mine are killer couples. But not accidentally, uh, not accidentally killing each other, just killing other people. As killing a other people as a couple, accidentally. Yeah, and some of these people may die, but yeah. okay, okay, they don't kill each other. What about you, Eric? Where were you at with horror couples? I, I've got a, I've got some different variants. I've got yeah. a Beauty and the Beast couple. Okay. I've got a. Do they uh, kill together? Yeah, I have one. I have one that's. I have one that is a killing couple. Okay. And then okay. I have one that is a uh, stand against the evil couple. Oh, okay. Okay. So I've got I, I and you know there's there were all kinds of, you could look at it in all kinds of different ways and I mm-hmm. so I, I tried to you know spread spread it around different. Examples of horror can be horrors not just for fighting. That's horror, right. Horror sometimes can be just for kick. lovers. All minor couple couples. It's not just a Marvel punch kick movie. No, nope. <laughs> punching and kicking. <laughs> so, punching and kicking. I chose uh, buddies. I chose brothers, and I chose a married couple. Oh, All right. None okay. of which kill together. Oh, at right. all. Well, at least won't have any crossover with at, mine. At all, at all. <laughs> okay. I was on the I was on the uh, I was on the benevolent side of coupledom, okay. not on the malevolent side of coupledom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, actually, I, I I didn't really have malevolent, benevolent. Okay, I, 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 yeah. I, it's like, tick, tick, you know, only fifty two years later, it's like all right, piece that that together. Um, so, so um, and that's a couple. Yeah. Benevolent and malevolent. And malevolent. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> well, I will say this. Uh, uh, speaking of the the uh, yin yang uh, of coupledom, mm-hmm. uh, that that's I chose uh, couples that all had sort of a yin yang to them. You'll have to describe the yin yang. Me- meaning the meaning, meaning there's the, like the a there's a, a natural of... fit and there's a complement and in one case it's a it's a it's a physical fit. 
Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're getting weird. Mm. We're going to get weird towards the end. So hold on to your hats. There's going to be some weirdness. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need it, the weirdness because most of mine are very, very dark and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. This is, this yeah. is going to be two a out of da- three. Two out of three. Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, this is, remember, folks, this is the woman who likes to watch uh, L'Interieur. For Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> it's a Christmas nothing, film. Nothing like a like a a, a pregnancy baby napping forced yeah. cesarean section thing for, <laughs> for Christmas. Like, yeah, the, the roughest C section you'll ever see. I watch that and then I watch Love Actually, so it okay. balances. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to get you have to wash the saccharin out of your mouth. After, yeah. Yes. After exactly. That. That's a yin yang right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yins mm-hmm. and yangs. Yins and yangs. All right. Couples. Well, I'm gonna kick it off. All right. Okay. Um, and this is so. This is my uh, my my killing couple, and I doubt that this is gonna be the killing couple that uh, that that Liz has in mind. Um, but I have got, and this is this goes back to my love. That I I I recently did a horror musicals thing, and this is uh, this is Sweeney Todd, uh, the Demon ah, Barber of Fleet choice, Street. Good choice. Um, oh, with, right. With, so you have. Uh, so sexy couple, Johnny mm-hmm. Depp and, and very Bonham and Carter, classy. Yep. Yeah. Eric's going yep. classy. It is, and it, uh, but it is also one of the most toe curling, the 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 because the, for those of you who don't know, uh, this is uh, the the tale of Sweeney Todd uh, is based on an old. Um, British, uh, I forget what they call it, Penny, Penny Dreadfuls. Right. Um, for, and and uh, it's sort of Gaslight era, uh, Dickensian um, London, so it's grimy and dirty, and a man has been wronged. His, his, uh, his wife was, was taken from him in a, by, by a jealous uh, judge, and he was, uh, he was sort of, uh, uh, Sweeney Todd was exiled. Right, and he comes back, uh, and he his, his he was a barber, and mm-hmm. he comes back years later, and um, looking for his daughter, um, and because he he believes his daughter is still alive, he believes his that 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 the judge took his wife and that she she died running away from him, so he's but he's a, he's he's coming back for revenge, and um, if you got issues with seeing. Sharp blades up against oh, necks. Yeah. <laughs> it, they're, 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 unlike a lot of horror movies where they just kind of go for it, where it's like they'll, they'll, you know, it's like oh, it's a beheading. There's a lot of there's 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 a lot of singing, and then with his blade right up against someone's neck, and he's singing, and he's like, "Is he gonna do it? Is he gonna do it? okay? Oh no!" And and it was a uh, uh, that it's it's very intense in that way. But one of the key things here is that he is. Um, Taken in by one of his old neighbors, Mrs. Lovett, Helena Bonham Carter, and the two of them conspire to um, to take vengeance upon those who wronged him and turn them into meat pies, and all the time <laughs> singing these wonderful songs. My when I was a kid, my my grandma, who was actually a very forward-thinking grandma, she <laughs> took me. When I was like twelve years old, and we went to see. I was just going to ask Sweeney if you had. Todd. I was going to ask if you had ever seen yeah. Sweeney Todd. At, uh, at, uh, uh, answer: in, in, yes. yes, in uh, San Francisco. Right. Um, and then you became a production. horror. Then you became a horror fan. That's right. Um, yep. Thanks, <laughs> Grandma. Grandma got me into <laughs> horror through Sweeney Todd. 
Uh, but it, it, it it's a, you know, I love the songs. And it, you, you have Alan Rickman is also in it. Um, and Sasha Baron Cohen, and they're all just sort of go- going full out, but it's that relationship between uh, the, the the insane barber and the kind of insane enabler. Right. Because she, she makes, there's one song called The, the Worst Pies in London. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody hates her pies. They're just awful. And it's like filled with like, le- like there's the meat pies are just of like rats and leftover, you know, pieces of dog and stuff like that. That was the inference. But now it's like with these, these, uh, cutting up the, the, the rich, uh, 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 the abusive, you know, or what would you call it? Like the upper class. Sure. Sn- taking mm-hmm. them the in, bouge, cutting their throats. Bourgeoisie. The bourgeoisie, exactly. Uh, they're fat, fat and tasty. <laughs> so, uh, her, the, 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 the pies become a hit. But there's a betrayal. They, they, she's in love with him. He sees right past her. He sees her as a tool. But she's, she thinks that he's just so he's he's adorable and and she'll do anything for him. And it's this, the that relationship is, um, it's wrong. It's and and, <laughs> and and yet it's a lot of fun. Um, you, you they they are two very dark. Uh, anti heroes, sure. of sorts. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, you you do feel for this like. That you know the the Alan Rickman Judge uh, Turpin is a total asshole. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it turned. There's a lot of all kinds of other wrinkles and surprises. If you haven't seen it, if you, if you I have, have a I have for, actually not. It's been seen a long it. time since it's, I saw it. I uh, am not a fan of all at all of musicals, yep. and so I've stayed yep. way, way away. Yep. But is it? Can I? Is it scary? Are there are there scares? Yes. I mean, I've heard there's it's it's gory. It, yeah. It, well, it depends if you if if seeing someone's Throat gets slit, makes you know if that if that, if that scares you. Yeah. Scary, yeah, I've watched a few Giallo films, yeah, so yeah, right. yeah. It, it no, is, it's, like, it's, it's like a musical Giallo. It's, it's okay, very, okay, very, uh, I like the sound of that. Way to put it. And they don't shy away from you know this is you know it's, it is Tim Burton, mm-hmm. uh, but right, Tim, right. Tim Burton going very R-rated with his with the bloodshed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't sure. It's like, is, are they going to go bloody because the the the, the the Broadway production they you know they, they'll use like uh, a streamer and just like whoa look you know it's a right a blood gouting out of someone's neck but this is like nope <laughs> it's like they got some pretty good gore effects now um, have you ever seen there's a I know there's a TV adaptation that the that the BBC did as well have you ever seen that one I haven't I think okay. it would be interesting because one of the actually because uh, this is a uh, and, and I, sorry for all the questions no 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 yeah because <laughs> I'm just, I'm full of questions tonight so did uh, did you go back and rewatch the Johnny Depp uh, 2007 Sweeney Todd. This is the. I know. Did you is, did you go back and rewatch it? Oh, I, I I've seen it like two or three times. Oh, okay. So you you yeah, knew, I'm, you, I'm, knew I'm, you knew I'm, you knew what was what. Oh yeah, but okay. the, but one of the one of the things it's a uh, Stephen Sondheim musical, right? Um, but they but one of the the things that I remembered as a kid was that there was this the the chorus was this is the tale of Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. <laughs> and, and, but and, and they and there was there'd be a chorus, but in this case, and that's when I sort of remembered that 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 would be a, re, a repetitive yeah, yeah. theme. It doesn't show up at all in the movie, huh. but all the other all the other musical tunes show up. But because it really is, it's from the the perspective. You don't have a chorus, right? Um, and right. so, uh, but the but it, it wasn't it wasn't a copyright issue. He got a pretty song. decent cut out of the whole thing. Um, uh, but the, the, as if you were a fan of music, the musical is actually all the, the songs are great. All right, and, and they, all right, and, and it's but it's it's a it's a great story. 
Um, and and it's and it's this great relationship. And the but the 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 final closing of Act Three is super bittersweet. And 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 I and I even I sometimes think it's like, can they turn it around? It's like, of course you can't change the ending. But you but you're watching. It's like, oh, it's doom. So, anyways, were you hoping were you hoping for something darker? Or were you hoping for something lighter? I would. You know, I mean, well, it's, it is. It ain't a happy ending, right? So you were Pretty happy. Dark. So you were hoping oh, yeah. for something lighter. I. I. It's it sometimes you, you do feel for the. I was. I was. I don't know. I, it, it's. It's one of those things because it is. It. It's the right. It's the right ending. It sure. Is, it is. A, yeah, it's yeah. like the mist. It's the right ending. Okay. But okay. it is one of those things where you go fuck. <laughs> so there's no uh, Sweeney Todd two. No. Bar- no. Barbershop. No Sweeney Todd two. <laughs> With Ice Cube. No. Yeah, you get you, unless unless it's like the, the I'd go see that. What was the what was his show? It was barbershop. Yeah, it was barbershop. Yeah, yeah. Sweeney Todd little, too. Little the barbershop. Slow or a little more weed involved. Barbershop. I love it. That's a great idea. Anyway, so that's that 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 was that's sort of that was uh, as soon as Liz started talking couples, I was thinking it's a good couple. That is a good couple. All right. Good I will couple. watch it. I will watch it. I promise. And I will say this. Go, if you haven't already, you're listening to the podcast right now. You have not gone over to the website, scariestthings.com, 1T. Go look up Eric's list of musicals. It is mm-hmm. friggin' extensive. There is, frankly, no larger list of horror movie musicals on the internet. This is a comprehensive list. It's almost everything yep. I could find. I, I think I don't even I, think Wikipedia has a, no. a, a, a list as comprehensive yeah, as I mean, this. I included something called Big Meat Eater. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Go totally read it. Weird, weird. Go read it. Yep. Thank you, Agreed. Mike. Yes. Dead lists. Dead lists are fun. You guys yeah. like dead lists. We know that because yep. Yep. they are they are very popular on our website. That's right. Check it out. Yep. Yep. Liz. Okay, uh, mine is not a musical, but it does have uh, a horrific scene set to Nights in White Satin by the Moody Blues, and yeah. the closing song is Atmosphere by Joy Division, and you hear like almost the entire song in the last scene, and this is 2016's Australian horror crime thriller, Hounds of Love. Um, oh, this is a real big old bummer, so I'm making a... <laughs> Sandwich and the fun one will be in the middle because this one is not fun at all. Um, they don't say that it's based on a true crime case there that was about a couple who kidnapped, raped, and tortured and murdered four women. But these people, uh, they only take one uh, that we get to see. And this is about a couple named John and Evelyn who cruise around the suburbs of Perth, Australia mm-hmm. and look for young girls to, you know, Hey, you want to come back to our place and drink some beers oh, and smoke some weed? Yeah. yeah. So uh, they abduct kind of this wild teenager who's trying to get away from her parents named Vicky. And uh, it does not, go well for Vicky. And so this is this couple um I'm sorry, they adopt abduct Evelyn. Vicky and John are the couple. And Evelyn has to kind of appeal to Vicky, excuse me. I keep putting these names wrong. Vicky has like kids that she hasn't seen. She's totally obsessed with John and under the spell of him. So um Evelyn who is 
I totally got these names wrong, y'all. I messed this up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I keep looking at their pictures. They look exactly the same, too. Okay. They're Australian. They Evelyn all look John the same. Evelyn and John are the kidnappers. Vicky is the young kid. Um, and so Evelyn is just obsessed with John. She's kind of abandoned her own children just to follow this guy. He's totally got her under his spell. And so Vicky, the only way to get out of this is to try to appeal to Evelyn. Like, you don't want to see your kids. Why are you doing this to me? And try to make her escape. And it is brutal, um, horrific to watch because no one likes watching these kind of films, but, no. but it's an excellent film. Um, it's written and directed by a director named Ben Young, who, hasn't really done anything else oh. and this has also it won multiple awards at the australian version of the oscars um emma booth who plays um evelyn she won for best actress and both the other actors were nominated stephen curry who plays john and ashley cummings who plays the victim or abducted, abductee, Vicky. So, so really they, good, really dark. They are they are a couple though. Are they? They are, are they, a couple. Are they mm -hmm. a married couple? Are they like no, in the eyes not, of the uh, Australian government married? That could be. Yeah, like they live together and are a romantic couple who okay just cruise for teens to okay. abduct together. Do you empathize so, with this couple at all? Oh, not one bit. Oh, not okay. At all. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is, this is which, which was, which was, th which, which theory was that in the uh, psychological profiles? Was this uh, ex excitation? No. Uh, this would be when they get what's coming to them. Yeah. Tra transference. This, <laughs> uh, this they, is a they, super do, exploitation film, too. They, do, so. Okay. Do they get what's coming? One of them does. All right. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Evelyn or Vicky. One of them does. So watch Hound to Love for Yourself and you'll figure out who's Vicky and who's Evelyn. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to lighten it up. Uh, this is an American comedy duo that started out, they had crossed paths for a number, a number of different years and never quite uh, connected up with each other. But in 1935, almost 100 years ago, <laughs> Abbott and Costello, uh, oh. Costello's, uh, uh, his partner was sick and so uh costello grabbed uh lou abbott and bud costello, bud costello. yes so uh, mm. costello grabbed uh lou or uh, uh i'm screwing up names now sorry uh, <laughs> uh costello grabbed abbott and they hit it off and they immediately started you know they immediately started working radio at the time because mm -hmm. obviously there was no tv mm -hmm. but the thing I thought was really fascinating because you know we you think about Abbott and Costello now you think about it in the AFI and mm -hmm. you know top one hundred of this and top one hundred of that and the greatest comedic duo of all time and on and on and on their their window that they operated in was actually pretty short because Lou Costello died he died actually at the age of fifty three I didn't know this he died really? he died in nineteen fifty nine mm. and by the mid fifties um, even though they had done a shit of films in 
the 1940s and early 50s. They did about 40 movies in that period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, their brand of comedy had kind of really dwindled, and people were not interested in seeing Abbott and Costello movies anymore. And so they were kind of, uh, they weren't on the skids, but they were definitely on the outs. With, comedy can be that way. I mean, yeah. it is really hard to be a uh, on the edge comedian for a long period of time. I mean, like, Oh yeah. Just, yeah. They, 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 unlike dramatic actors, they come and go because the tastes change. Right. 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 Yeah. But to be, yeah, to be hustling, you know, comedy for, you know, 25 years is, is an impressive feat. And I chose these two because of their 40 movies, I think there was about six. So around 15% of their films had a horror theme to them. <laughs> and they always meet somebody. Or they did. They they did. And uh, I so I actually sat down and watched a couple. I didn't watch all six of the films, but the first one that they did was, I mean, they were averaging like four or five movies a year, right. really for a good for a good clip. But the first one they did in 1941 was uh, Hold That Ghost, and then they kind of veered away from horror for the latter part of the 1940s, and it wasn't until. Uh, 1948 that Universal got their uh, sunk their claws into them no pun intended and they did Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein shortly thereafter after that they did Abbott and Costello meet the killer with Boris Karloff Mm -hmm. then they did Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man early 50s and then what was the last who played the Invisible Man in that one uh, it wasn't Claude Rains. No, it wasn't. I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was the whole story. Well, it uh, it's you wouldn't you wouldn't know the guy. He was uh, the whole. They they kind of took a twist on the Invisible Man story. And it was a it was a boxer who got framed for killing his fight promoter, and <laughs> so uh, Lou Costello ends up uh, basically posing as a boxer. And of course, you know this chubby little man posing as a boxer was like. Yeah. Truly hysterical. The Invisible Man ah, is actually is. in the ring with him, punching out all these heavyweights, <laughs> unbeknownst to the heavyweights, because the heavyweights cannot see the punches coming because they're coming from the Invisible Man. <laughs> uh, and then the last, the last one that they did was uh, the last horror film that they did. Well, they did they did Abbott and Costello meet uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde in 1953, and then they did Abbott and Costello meet the Mummy in 1955. That was the last okay. of the horror the horror related things they did but you know i i was thinking okay like 40 percent if you if you did 40 movies and 15 percent of them were horror that's that's pretty yeah, pretty sure. solid i mean given how just given the sheer yeah. the just the absolute sheer number of films that they did yeah. so the two i wanted to talk about obviously were uh, the Invisible Man, which we just touched yeah. on, and then I think the other one that's great that I really liked, and I think it's wonderful, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein because it's got uh, it's got Frankenstein, mm-hmm. uh, it's got Lon Chaney as the werewolf, and it's got Bella Lugosi, a very old Bella yeah. Lugosi as Dracula. Right. So you kind of got the you got the a, just a, perfect a trifecta. Bella Lugosi. Yes, a reluctant <laughs> Bella Lugosi. But you have the you have the trifecta there, and you even have a little voiceover at the very very end of the film. The Invisible Man does make an appearance, and it's uh, it is oh gosh, I can't even think of the person who does the voice. Uh, it is oh god, I'm gonna what, is, it, is, it, is he uh, very famous? Uh, he is Vincent Price. Uh, Vincent, Vincent Price. Price, thank you. It's yeah. Vincent Price. Yeah, it's like give me a voice. Yes, Vincent Price. Yeah, Vincent Price. Yeah, it's uh, Vincent Price plays the voice of the Invisible Man at the very, very, very end of uh, Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein. It so how long Vincent Price was 
doing it, man. He was. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah, he was like these guys. I mean, he would. You know, they were they were banging out a significant number of films. But yeah, um, you know, they're they're very funny. Uh, they're still very funny. I think they hold up pretty well. Uh, I think the very definition. I think the whole the whole idea of slapstick. It is really the slap and the stick against your leg to all, all the oh the yeah crazy antics of a radio. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's it's uh, you know I think these guys really honed their craft working in burlesque for so long, be- even before they got to radio, and then they honed it even further in radio. And so that by the time they got a- around to actually doing film, they were set and ready to go. Yeah, I, I uh, here's a fun little tidbit. Yes, um, Abbott and Costello tidbit. It's an Ab- Abbott and Costello tidbit. Um, I I've uh, only had one uh, acting performance uh, in what? front of a large audience before, and that was. For um, the our senior, right before graduation, another Eric Landsberg and I did Abbott and Costello, who's on first. Oh, which is one of the most <laughs> fam- of, famous is, comedy bits and, ever. And we were, oh god, I was so nervous because <laughs> 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 I was not. I'm not an act. I'm, I'm not an actor. And we had it because we had done. Were done you this Were times. you Lou or were you Bud? I was. I was Lou. Okay. I was a little guy. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't even try and affect the, the 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 voice. But it's all that. Who's on first is all about the timing, right? It's 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 pitter patter, pitter patter. It's like that. The, those guys had that shtick down. They were so good at it. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. And yeah. it is still that that who's on first. It's still funny. I, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, they did. You know, twenty twenty plus years of of comedy. You're gonna you're gonna get good at it. You you yeah. they they cracked the twenty thousand hour. They cracked the twenty thousand hour mark of perfection. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very probably enough. very very early on in their career. So yeah, uh, go watch. Uh, go check out some of the Abbott Costello horror films because they still hold up and they're pretty damn funny and they are perfect perfect gateway material for young young kids. Even yeah. young young kids yeah. can mm-hmm. can watch those. All right, my uh, second pick is a this. This is falling in line with a uh, with the Valentine's theme. This is a this is a Beauty and the Beast young man falling for a beautiful woman who is not what she appears to be. This is this is the 2014 movie from uh, Benson and Moorhead called Spring. This mm-hmm. is their Good this choice. is this is their first uh, feature film outing, I think. Um, so if you're, if you're not familiar with, uh, with that tandem, they also, um, uh, and they're doing the, they're doing the the new moon and they're doing the new moon night. Yeah. No, that, that, because they're, they're, that seems exciting. So good about, you know, all the, all the kinds of thing about, uh, dark dialogue and, 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 but this spring is, it's, it's a wonderful movie to to look at. You know, it's one of those, sometimes you'll find the independent filmmakers who just like pull out all the stops and they show you what they can do with their camera tricks. Right. Um, and, and this is the, the combination. I think, um, I think Aaron Benson is the writer and, um, or sorry, Aaron, Aaron, uh, Justin Benson is the writer and Aaron Moorhead is the cinematographer, I think. Okay. Um, and it is, it, it takes place in Italy where there's an expat, um, uh, named uh evan who is sort of uh wandering through italy um just looking for work he's he's just he's sort of trying to find his way in life and he finds there's this uh, beautiful young woman named louise who is sort of uh who who's very flirtatious but she disappears at weird times and he's obsessed right and and um 
the things the, the thing that it turns out is that she is uh, she's actually a sea monster. <laughs> and and, uh, and but you know and 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 there's a lot but there's a lot of, so there's a lot of build up of the kind of the signs but he sort of ignores all of the any of the warning signs and um she's the, the it's it, it, the, the, it's fantastic chemistry. This is one of those ones. It, it, if you if you like the before sunrise, before sunset kind of stuff, it's kind of this right. languid mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. romance. But it's 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 kind of slow slow played romance. It's not, um, and she plays both flirtatious and hard to get. And um, but when he sees her full sea monster mode, it's kind of like, <laughs> what do you, what do you do? Uh, Cause this is, it all of a sudden it's, it's not just like it. Yeah. She's, she's something out of Lovecraftian nightmares. Right. 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 Some, something with like multiple tentacles, mm-hmm. and, ah. but it, uh, in the end it's like, but she can, she can, it's, it's sort of a lycanthrope thing where she can change back into a, her beautiful human form. So he's able to see past all this and see her, well, see her still, inner beauty. Yeah, but you know, after she's eaten, <laughs> like one stumbles across her, if she's like a half-eaten body, it's kind of like, okay, right, right, well, right. Do, you, do, you, do you still love me? <laughs> and 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 so that that really it becomes the it, it becomes the tension of can you can your your love for someone see past the something that is monstrous like this? He's just and and. Um, I mean, that's really, that's, that's the story. It's like, uh, boy meets girl, girl's a sea monster. <laughs> boy doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and that's, that is, and, and it's, it is. Uh, I think the, you know, the, the, the boy, boy doesn't know what to do. Part of that equation is, is uh, uh, endemic uh, to all relationships. That's right. I, think. I mean, but it's like, it, but there's, the, there's the added thing. It's like, does she like my music? No, it's, it's like, it's like this, 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 we just, is she going to wake up at some point and just like can't just eat me <laughs> right <laughs> and, and, mm-hmm. and um you know it 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 helps that it, this is like in i think it's in in tuscany it's, it's in just, italy yeah, but it's, it's in, like it's on, the, on the coast yeah right you gotta go to the water and uh, uh let's see i think the the town name is poliano or polignano something like that um, okay but it, it it is a it was a it was a great sort of um, introduction to uh, to this this fabulous directing tandem, um, and uh, yeah, if you if you liked uh, if you liked the endless, um, actually I think they might have done resolution before they did this. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, it is it is certainly if you're if you want to make a horror movie a date night movie, mm-hmm, that'll be a good this choice. Is, spring spring would be would be great. Uh, the 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 horror doesn't come really at you hard, right? But it is it it is it's a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. That that, that when she goes full full squid beastie, it's that. True, indeed. Okay. Good, good choice. It is. Okay, mine also could be a date night movie, but maybe like not the first date. Um, and since it's not really a podcast unless I talk about Ben Wheatley, this is the horror <laughs> comedy Sightseers. So this is directed by Ben Wheatley, and it's written by and stars Alice Lowe and Steve Oram. And they play Chris and Tina. And they are a couple who's only been together for a couple months, but they are going to go on a road trip caravanning through England. And they have their itinerary all planned out. They're going to see, like, the Pencil Museum and the viaducts and just random weird stuff because Chris is going to write a book. But along the way, they encounter 
you know, other travelers. The first one is like a guy who litters on the bus and Chris is like, dude, you know, you drop something, you drop something. And then runs him over in his car. The next (laughs) (laughs) with his, with his car, with the caravan, the next is they meet, you know, so then they pull up to their next spot where they're camping and they meet this, you know, just couple who thinks they're better than them. And so the next morning, uh, this guy goes, takes his dog for a walk, and Chris is like, you're not better than me, buddy. And he <laughs> him. So they keep encountering at every different caravan park that they go to someone who pisses either one of them or the both of them off <laughs> and then offing these people. <laughs> um, so it's hilarious. It's also pretty gory. I mean, they do not hold back on the gore with how they're killing these people, but it's so funny. It is deadpan, just British humor. And I mean, the cast, it's also produced by Edgar Wright. So there's some comedy oh, chops there you for go. you. There you go. Uh, Alice Lowe, who plays Tina is, was in like, um, Garth Marenghi's dark place and a bunch of other, you know, silly British slapstick things. And so I've got a couple of, Critics' reception was kind of all over the place. And so this was my favorite one, though. And this is a writer named Kim Newman who wrote in Empire magazine that Sightseers is a uniquely British blend of excruciating comedy of embarrassment and outright gore, not quite as disorienting, disorientating in its mood shifts as Kill List, but just as impressive as a film. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you not seen Sightseers? I have not. No, I haven't seen Sightseers either. I was no, it's, I'm just shocked by that by that critic's comparison to yeah. Kill List. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so so good. You know, a field in England had some comedy in there that you'd have to get. This one at least was outright comedy, but yeah. also lots of murders and lots of gore. And the the best one is that there's this guy named Martin who they meet who is trying to build a mini caravan that you can pull on a bike. And he meets his death in his tiny caravan. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, you got to see Sightseers. It's hilarious. I, 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 I it is would never bloody. have associated Ben Wheatley with high comedy. Yeah, it's great. Well, he didn't write this one. Okay. So maybe he can't write them that funny. But he sure made, he sure made a funny movie. And definitely see Sightseers. I rewatched it, and it, I feel like it's funnier the second time. I feel like, uh, you know, I like this podcast because you get to learn about all sorts of new stuff because I haven't seen any of these movies. Oh, wow. That we've talked about tonight. None of them. None of them. Zero. Wow. I haven't even seen Spring. I did see The Endless. I've not seen Spring, though. So I feel like this podcast, man, just gives and gives and gives and gives. Get get on these movies, Mike. I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, my next couple is probably the most famous horror couple of all time. Uh, this, of course, uh, they have they have spurned an entire universe. They have created an entire universe <laughs> with the two of them at the very center, the core of that universe. This, of course, is Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, yeah, great go. choice. Yeah. Uh, that's my cu- that's my married couple. My yeah. married couple couple. I had the buddy couple, the married couple couple, and then I'm gonna have as you'll you'll soon you'll soon see a 
another familial uh, couple. But uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, if you know The Conjuring, which I have a feeling you probably do, there's eight Conjuring movies now. They were in, they've been in five of the eight Conjuring movies, mm-hmm. uh, some way more than others. Obviously, in Conjuring 1, 2, and 3, uh, they play pretty significant roles. Uh, not so much in Annabelle Comes Home, not so much in The Nun, but they are in both of those films. They do have a very, very small role. Um, you know, these two were at it for quite a long time. You know, they founded, you know, Ed Ed died in 2006. Uh, but they founded the uh, New England Society for Psychic Research, the NESPR, in 1952. So they were at their their paranormal research for quite some time. And they even claimed that the uh, NESPR had investigated well over 10,000 cases during their career. And when I read that, I was like, that's complete. Wow. That's just garbage. I mean, that reminded me when, you know, Paul Ryan ran uh, ran for vice president with Mitt Romney and he claimed to have, you know, climbed every single 14,000 foot peak in Colorado. And they're like, uh, yeah, dude, that, that, that yeah. would take you like 150 <laughs> years. <laughs> it's not possible. Just like I don't think investigating 10,000 paranormal cases is possible. But uh, nonetheless, they, you know, they said that they uh, had they hired a variety of individuals over the years, including, you know, medical doctors and researchers and police officers and nurses and clergy in all these investigations. So maybe I don't know. Uh, I probably don't know enough about the Warrens other than their role in The Conjuring. And, of course, the Warrens are played by Vera Farmiga and uh, Patrick Wilson, and they, you know, do a great job. I mean, the fact that they keep going back to that well, it gets it, – it just gets I, – I feel like it almost gets better and better and better each time just because it's such a – you know, they're, they're such a comfortable presence, and they work so well together, and they're – the, the tension between the, the two of them and his concerns for, you know, her rolling into the dark void, you know, each and every film is is so sincere and believable that I've, you know, I've been hooked by the uh, by the uh, the Warren family, you know, since since day since day one. So uh, I'm going to do a quick uh, dead list here on the fly. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to do Conjuring 1, 2, and 3. Here it goes. Conjuring 1 is the best. <laughs> Conjuring 3 is the second best. And Conjuring 2 mm-hmm. is the third best of the three. Interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Dead well, list on the fly. First time. This is a first <laughs> on the podcast. Dead list on the fly. Totally extemporaneous dead list. There you go. Mike Campbell special right there. <laughs> nice job. Put nice the, job. Put it, in a, put it in, a, in a jar. And That's right. That one. Uh, <laughs> well, I think one of the tricky things is that Patrick Wilson is getting more and more buff because he's doing so many action movies. <laughs> right. That, that yeah. it's going to be hard for him to be Ed Warren and and continuing to get schlubbier. I know. I've, like I've, noticed, like, I've noticed his shirts have gotten tighter and tighter. He is, yeah, it's from, from Aquaman and Moonfall and right, all right. other things that he's... He's got that chiseled jaw now. He's not so. He's not kind of soft around the edges anymore. He's right. kind of a striking leading man. I know. Um, I know. But okay, now here's a question relative okay. to Amityville Horror. Yeah. <laughs> when they've done with with Conjuring Three, the devil didn't made me do it. Right. Does that take Did that take place before or after Amityville in in sort of their, the sequence of events? Uh, like in, uh, 
chronologically in their in their their ghost busting. Well, three takes place right after one. Right. And yeah. And because remember in, in so they, they they jump back and forth in time. So if they wanted to do Amityville, yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah. They yeah they still yeah, could. I, yeah. I, I kind of don't want them to, but sure. Because I thought Amityville was boring. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I it liked is. the remake of that though, but I like Ryan Reynolds. I know. For, for I also <laughs> like uh, Josh, not Josh Brolin. What's his dad's name? Jeff Brolin. No, the original. Uh, 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 no, Charles Bronson. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Mr. Barbara Streisand. Let's just call Mr. Him, Barbara Streisand. Let's yeah, just call him Mr. Mr. Barbara yeah. Streisand. Yeah. Oh, Josh oh, Brolin's oh, oh. dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bro- Mr. Mr. James Brolin. James. James. Yeah. He's got, the, AKA he's got that beard. Mr. Streisand. That beard that could cut open a, a can of tomato sauce, right? It's like he's got he's got a he's got a very sharp beard in there. And for the, for the record, we have pitched the idea of going through each and every single Amityville film, and each time I pitch it, Eric gives me a hard no. That, that's like I'll, I'll be on vacation that week. Thank you very much. I don't that's think more I, like a month. Yeah. I think there's. I think there's. Uh, I think I counted it up, and I think there's twenty one different. Twenty one different cuts at the the Amity Amityville. Uh, Storyline. I I will often say Holy this. It's like moly. when I when I when I suggest to you guys, it's like you know, anytime you want to, you can just create a dead list, <laughs> and you can just sort of, and so you could do all twenty one Amityvilles <laughs> and talk about them, and then someone it will find an audience. Just not maybe I'll do a so, maybe I'll do a solo Amityville monologue by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Liz not. Would I'll join you for Amityville, but I did not know there were 21. Oh, my God. I want to say, yeah. We got to get into that. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should. I think Holy we should rank them, rank them, debate them, and perseverate over. It'll be like the- a seven-part <laughs> special series. <laughs> Scariest Things podcast goes Amityville. Yep. yep. Holy moly. That's a lot. All right. Jeez. What okay. is next okay. on your list? All right. Uh, my oh. third Oh, wait, that's Eric. Eric. Eric's Eric yeah. finishing up. So I was like, wait, I'm on three. Yeah. We still got, each of us has one more to do. Right. Yeah. Yep. I'm the starter. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We're totally professional today. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, okay. So I've, it's coin tossed. I've got two couples I really want to talk about. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to go for fun. Uh, this is, and speaking of Edgar Wright. Uh, I am going Shaun of the Dead. Oh, there yep. we go. And so you know, and and actually, you could have, you could take your pick. You could go Shaun and Ed, or you can go Shaun and Liz. And I'm going to go Shaun and Liz. Oh, yeah. Because uh, it's like because hello. it is it is it. <laughs> hello, hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> and it is everybody knows Shaun of the Dead, uh, and it is it is a um, it one of the most pitch perfect horror comedies ever made. It is. We definitely had it on our list. Yeah, when uh, we did horror I, mm-hmm. comedies a million years ago, we talked yeah. about this. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's, you kind of it, 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 it's you know right out of the starter block. It's just just hysterical, and the the uh, it made stars out of Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Uh, Kate Ashfield hasn't really broken through much in anything else that I'm aware of. She's probably in British TV, like. Oh, she is. I've yeah. I've actually looked her up before, and she is she is in tons and tons and tons of British TV. Yeah. So you know, I guess if I'm if I'm that's that's her jam. Yeah. Oh, she was a nymphomaniac. There you go. There's some fun stuff. 
<laughs> but uh, but Shaun of the Dead. I mean, it's it really is. It's the um, uh, the the dutiful puppy dog love of um, you know Shaun, a kind of underemployed, uh, borderline depressed <laughs> loser <laughs> who uh, find finds that he he. He has to rescue his mum and his and and Liz from the doom of the zombie apocalypse. And 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 frankly, Liz is perfectly capable of handling mm-hmm. herself in this. But he takes his cricket bat, and and he and he and his best buddy Ed go out to try and try and and rescue them. And they ha- and they they make it to the Winchester for a for a big brawl for it all with a with a horde of zombies. No, they go to the Winchester for a pint. Well, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Most, yeah. most <laughs> importantly, it's not about the ball. It's not about the zombie right. apocalypse. It's right. about going and getting a pint. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it is. Uh, it's 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 the one where where you know who's who's saving who. Right. You know. Right. And, right. Right. And, right. But it's so the, the just the the banter and the witticism and and just. It was one of those things that was a it was a fresh injection of life into a. I mean, by this point, zombies zombies was at its very peak. I think when Shaun of the Dead came out, I think it was. Yeah, you, you had. I think I was right about that. Yeah, that uh, was right on the money. The Walking Dead comic was out yep. at that time, and you know, I think that that it, it just became, you know, and and I think it, it, it walk uh, or Shaun of the Dead helped popularize and 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 probably overpopularize. Right, the the zombie genre because it's still. I mean, it, uh, the great thing was that it still held held its gory chops, um, and uh, but in in the core of the story was the, the Sean's Sean's uh, devotion to to those he loved, and that right. was you know, and and that and that's actually you know Ed too. I mean, yeah, yeah, like yeah. He, yeah. he, hang, he yeah. hangs on to Ed after he's dead. Yeah, and they still they still play some some PlayStation. It's yeah. Great. I'm so glad, though. Over all the years, though, since it's uh, since it was released, they've shown restraint and have not done a uh, Shaun of the Dead uh, remake, a Shaun of the Dead right. prequel, a Shaun of the Dead sequel. I'm yeah. so glad because I mean, mm-hmm. you got to know they had probably so many studios and so much yeah. money being thrown at them to do that work, and for them to show that kind of restraint and not go back and do do that is is pretty exceptional. Yeah, well, they, in a way that they they what do they call it the the uh, the, the it's a, it's named after like a pastry. What what his, his the the Edgar writes um, the the when when you do hot, with hot fuzz. And with his production the, the, studio, no, no, no. Like the, the, his... they, they call it. There, there's a. There's a, and and somebody out there is going a, to a, re, a requel. <laughs> no, but they. The, it's a series of movies that are connected because it has the same actors and the and the director and oh, and okay. sort of thematically, you know, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that you know, but they. Oh God, this like is like a trilogy. Like, <laughs> it's not a trilogy. It, it's. I think there's there's actually it's a. Is it a trilogy or is it four? Because the the, the 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 end the uh, oh god here and all of a sudden I'm sounding like a total rank amateur. That's all right. You can Google it while yeah. I do mine. All right, Liz, what do you got? Okay, so my last one, uh, Roger Ebert says, is a horror film for people who like to be scared by a grim, joyless, and thoroughly depressing character study. And this is Fabrice Duwals's 2014 film Alleluia. 
Oh. Okay. Okay. So another this one. This is I a think bummer. Going to have to go see. <laughs> what? This one's a super bummer. So this stars Lola Duenas. Her it's a Spanish last name. I can't pronounce it. Duenas. And as Gloria and Laurent Lucas as Michael and Laurent Lucas has been in other uh, French horror films, most notably in Fabrice Duwalt's Calvaire. Uh, he's the victim in that one, so you'll recognize oh, right. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he plays Michael, and Michael is a ladies' man who is also kind of a con man. And he takes Gloria out on a date. They meet online and wines her, dines her, sleeps with her, and she becomes completely obsessed. But oops, Michael uh, <laughs> uses other women like and then murders them <laughs> to get what he wants. So Gloria is like, well, I love you and I'm not letting you go. So I'm going to help you. So she poses as his sister while he marries another woman. And so then everything hits the fan. So this is really about, um, obsessive love. Okay. <laughs> do for love, this kind of thing. Cause, uh, she's, she's the first killer. Like, and then he's like, oh, wait, if she'll do this for me, <laughs> the sky is the limit. I mean, you know, what, what can't we do? And she abandons her daughter. She does all this just for this man and to uh, dire and grim consequences. Uh, this is also based loosely on a real life serial killer couple known as the Lonely Hearts Murderers who murdered like 40 women Ooh. in the 40s here in the USA. Um, yep. 40. So, wow. yep. 40. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a super bummer, but it's really beautiful to look at. It's really well made. The acting is awesome and it is really, really gory. And I don't, again, there's not much else to say about Hallelujah. It's, it's a bummer. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Go see it with the one you love the most. That's yeah, right. With the one you love the most. I don't know if you'll make it out together with this movie. I mean, the poster, if you look at the poster, the poster is like, you see the top of a woman's head, like what it looks like kind of sitting against a wall with just a big old blood smear behind it. And like, <laughs> Alleluia is written out with like a, the eye is dotted with a heart. So it is um, very, Class. very, yeah. Man, you and had a, got a lot of, you, you, this Liz, Liz, Liz had a, bu a bummer sandwich with a, a, yeah. or a, a date night well, sandwich with uh, sandwich. two slices of bummer bread. <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. But it was also nominated for a bunch of awards <laughs> in like what is kind of like the French Academy Awards. Okay. So, huh? So I right. like them dark over there. I found. Okay. I do too. Yes. What's the term? The term is actually the the they they describe the combination of Shaun of the Dead, Hot uh. Fuzz, and The World's End as the three flavors Cornetto trilogy. Uh. Oh, I never would have gotten that. Also one. known as the Me Blood neither. and Ice Cream trilogy, and apparently Cornetto is a uh, brand of ice cream cones uh, that oh. is in Britain. Not a ne uh. not, not a Neapolitan. A, no. Or, that's or, what I was the only three flavored thing I can think of was yeah, the Neapolitan drumstick. That's my. It's like that's that's what I go for. Or a rocket pop. Rocket pops are good too. Yeah. The red, white, and blue rocket pops. Uh, mm. Yep. All right. The last couple of the night is uh, this is the familial couple. This is uh, started out with uh, this is a three film 
uh, trilogy that started out in 1982 uh, in the uh, to the tune of thirty five thousand dollars and spawned of course basket case two and basket case <laughs> three the progeny uh these were all directed by uh frank Lauder, who had some uh relationship to the the, the world of trauma obviously uh but the couple we're talking about here is Dwayne and his Super duper lovable, lovable, <laughs> but very freaky and very violent uh, growth. Uh, twin twin brother, conjoined, former conjoined twin, former conjoined twin uh, brother, uh, twin brother Belial, and um, you know Belial is um, you know Belial resents being cut off from his brother. He's hard to look at. Uh, Dwayne resents how everyone treats Belial so badly, but both of them universally hate doctors because it was the doctors that separated them uh, early on in their early on in their lives. And so they seek out just generically seek out uh, uh, seek out re- seek out revenge for yeah. doctors because they hate doctors. This is a great series. If you haven't watched it, you know, you can get it. There's even um, I don't think there's a Blu-ray copy yet available, but there are some pretty decent. No, there actually is a Blu-ray copy available. For those of you now. who still get uh, yeah, for the, hard yeah, media. Yeah, for those of you still mm-hmm. getting hard media, there is a Blu-ray copy available and it's it's good. The other two are, you know, just as wild and I will say in in all three, Dwayne, uh, played by um, played by Kevin Van Hentrick. Uh, and Belial, uh, they are um, they're in all three films. So uh, if if you think that you know uh, Dwayne gets it at some point or or Belial gets it, oh no, they're they're around for the full thing. And they actually come up with I think some pretty clever and some pretty interesting storylines for Basket Case Two and Basket Case Three, the progeny. But to me, when we started, you know, when we got this assignment, we started talking about couples. Uh, um, I I took it as obviously a sort of a non-sexual uh, nature. I mean, although uh, Ed, 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 of just two two people who yeah two, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Although Ed and Lorraine might have sex, although that's a little unclear given their <laughs> <laughs> they have a kid. Given their religious no, they proclivities, did it once. They, did, yeah, they do have a kid. They yeah. Did, yeah. Yes, there's just once, just once. Yep. <laughs> But all the other characters, or all the other, um, the couples, I, I, I wanted to sort of go a little far afield. And I mean, really, to me, they are, there's a great yin-yang, at least in the in, in the original basket case between Dwayne and Belial. And, you know, they, they do, even though the film is, you know, largely sort of, um, you know, grindhouse gore and schlock, um, there's a great deal of empathy, both from Somewhat from the perspective of Belial, but cer- certainly from the perspective of of Dwayne, you know, wanting to protect his brother and you know feed him as many human beings and hamburgers as he can possibly squeeze into uh, their basket. So yeah, check out check out Basket Case. I did review it recently for the for uh, the the website. So go over to scariestthings.com, one T, and you can read my full review of Basket Case if you so choose. But be sure to go out and watch Basket Case 1, 2, and 3. So in review... Yes. So uh, Let's go through our couples. All right. So my yeah. my couples, I had uh, uh, Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett from Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. 
I also have um, uh, Evan, played by Lou Taylor Pucci, and Louise, played by Nadia Hiker, or Hilker, in uh, Spring. And then lastly, I had Sean, Simon Pegg, and Liz, Kate Ashfield, in Shaun of the Dead. All right. And Liz. Okay. My couples are Emma or Evelyn and John White, and they are married. I had all my stuff written in the wrong order, and that's from Hounds of Love 2016, Australia. My next couple is Chris and Tina in Ben Wheatley's 2012 Sightseers. And my final couple is Gloria and Michelle in Fabrice Duelts' Alleluia from 2014. All right. I had the American comedy duo Abbott and Costello followed up by the American paranormal research team Ed and Lorraine Warren from the Conjuring Universe. And I closed out with also American, American brothers. <laughs> Dwayne and Belial from the Basket Case series. Yeah, well, Belial, take him home with you. Yeah. Belial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to throw out some the, because I was really, I, I almost, I wanted to do Oscar and Ely uh, from mm-hmm. Let the Right One In. Oh, the, sure, the, the yeah. Little, the little boy and his that's favorite a, vampire was that's a, a great, couple. Re- yeah. great little relationship. Of course, uh, we'd we'd be, we should mention. Frankenstein's monster and the bride because sure. they're the original. Yeah. Uh and uh, I also have a soft spot for Godzilla and Mothra. All right. <laughs> All they, good couples. They got you got if you're going to go down, you can just like you want to bring bring those those two are the they're they're a, they're the fightingest couple around. I thought you were going to say the the twins, the uh, the weird little uh Mi- uh, miniature twins in Mothra. Mothra. <laughs> yeah, they're a couple too. They are. They're a couple of twins. They, they don't fight. No, they, don't, they do not fight. <laughs> All right, I have a tagline to take us out of here from uh, 1982's Basket Case. The tenant in room seven is very small, very twisted, and very mad. Yeah, it's a classic. <laughs>